Ugh. Let me try and plug this thing in. Hold on. I'm trying. Hold on. During the campaign, there'll be lots of quickie announcements like this. Maybe not so quickie. Just more patty. I am Patticus, and you're here with What the Pat. Hello, my Patikins. Welcome to episode 48. I know, you probably thought, uh, we probably won't get one this week. I can't let you down. The weather outside is fright- frightful. Quite frightful. So here I am, for your listening pleasure. Grab your listening hoodie. Put it on. Get cozy. Because it's about to get something up in here. Not totally sure. Because you're here with me right now. It's November 1st. First. That's the day after Halloween, if you forget. Halloween this year for me was nice. It was nice and quiet. Enjoyable. The weather. It. We got, in the last seven days, not counting today, We'll go back because I don't think we got any today. Almost three inches of rain in seven days. That's a lot of flipping water, people. It could be a little scary just because of how we sit with the water table and everything. But we're holding strong. We're not floating away. Pumps are working. And we got, you know, like I said, the Generac. Which, so far, has been a great peace of mind. Peace of mind. That's what I was looking for. What are we going to talk about today? Oh, I saw a movie. Raw and uh, Chip A, I'll tell you about that. I did get some new coffee. Maybe I'm drinking it right now. Can you tell? Huh? Maybe. You might be able to tell. I'll tell you the name of it in a little bit. Still watching some TV. And uh, did have some great weather to prep and all of that. And I do want to talk Star Wars because we are like 50 days away. We could 48 days away from episode 9 hitting the theaters. And uh, I felt it was time to talk Star Wars because the latest trailer I could talk about. And I want to thank Marissa. She uh, dropped off some pretty cool stuff for me. Um, Cardboard cutouts. Han Solo in uh, Carbonite. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking cool. Part of the Millennium Falcon. C-3PO. R2-D2. Rumor has it I might be getting Yoda. So I should be able to find some fun things to do with some Star Wars cardboard cutouts. Some cool photos, stuff like that. But anyway, I'm pretty excited. It's kind of cool. I know. You can be jealous if you want or not jealous at all. Maybe you don't even like Star Wars. There are some people out there like that, which is totally cool. I get it. Because I don't like some stuff. Twilight. Oh my god. Where's, Where's my puking sound effect? But I am actually happy about Robert Pattinson playing Batman. Huh? Yeah, I haven't even seen too many of his movies. I think because Twilight turned me off so much. And speaking of, you know, people in Twilight, uh, what's her name in the new Charlie's Angels, which, God, I I might just go see it because I have Regal Unlimited. I mean, I did lower my standards for this other movie I actually had more high hopes for than I don't know why I had high hopes. Why don't we talk about that movie? I went and saw Gemini Man, Ang Lee's latest film. Clive Owen's in it. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in it. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't know that he, he's kind of the sidekick of Doctor Strange, which I like him. He's cool. And uh, oh, somebody famous. 
Um, I think he's in it a few times. Just a, yeah. yeah, this is going to be spoiler because you probably should just... I want to say Rambo th- <laughs> was actually better. I really do. I'm going to say it. Rambo was the better film of the two. Oh, Will Smith. That's right. So basically, you've got a guy who's this really good hitman, so to speak. I don't know, because that's how much interest I had once it started. I dig Will Smith. I kind of thought the idea of the film would be cool. And uh, Ang Lee did some good stuff in the past. I never saw Brokeback Mountain. Had no desire to. It just wasn't my cup of tea. (laughs) But, you know, it got a lot of praise and everything. And then Hulk, I thought was okay. Till you, I don't, I'm a Steven. Don't fight a fucking cloud. How does the Hulk fight a cloud? That's dumb. Hulk smashes. Anyway, Ang Lee actually had, I don't know if it was just, it might have been one. BMW, I believe, came out with, I have it somewhere, a uh, collection of commercials that were really high end. I got it around here, so I have to look it up. Look at that. I jumped on over to the internet while you weren't looking. So Clive Owen is actually in five shorts that BMW put out in 2001. Uh, I actually ordered the DVD because I really like Clive Owen. Uh, In Gemini Man, I didn't. Not his fault. I didn't like the character. Anyway, so BMW had these five short films about a driver, and that's his name. It's either Driver or The Driver, and they're five shorts, but they're commercials for BMW. And they're really cool if you can ever find them and see them. The first one is Ambush, then Chosen, The Follow, Star, and Powder Keg. And it's different directors for each one with some amazing action sequences, and they all tie together and really cool. Uh, oh yeah, Kashi Tiger, Hidden Dragon was uh, that that one. Yeah. Apparently someone's not happy with me podcast. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, today's broadcast is not brought to you by Snickers. I'm eating the fun size, which, for the record, they're not fun. You have to eat like eight of these to even make it worthwhile. Um, they're pretty good. So, I mean, maybe because I can eat it quicker on air, I'm not disturb you while I eat it. So, where was I? Eating Snickers. Fun size. It's taking longer than I thought. All right, sorry about that. Because it's probably kind of gross here to me eat. Yes, those are the movies. Clive Owen, he uh, he has done some great roles, and there's some that have been, eh, you know, that's okay. I really enjoyed the King Arthur film he did. I, I like that more than I thought I would. And I think actually Antoine Fuqua directed that. Yep, Antoine Fuqua. Once again, I stopped and looked it up. It's just, you know, I do sometimes take the time to do that. But back to Gemini Man, you could see the rabbit hole you go down. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was my favorite part of this. The rest of it just sucked. I expected a better story. I expected just a lot more from Ang. Because he can deliver, and he didn't deliver. And uh, David Benioff, is that how you say it? He helped write this turd. So, yeah, I expect more out of you too, especially, you know all that you've done but i get it sometimes you have a bad day not all my podcasts are gold they should be i'm looking for my gold record to hang wouldn't that be sweet podcast gold record 
no Joe Rogan. Man, he, he had Edward Snowden. I watched part of that. It was cool. So, rabbit hole again. Gemini Man, I don't think it's worth your time. What did I think was cool? The de-aging and such of Will Smith. That it it looked really good for the most part. It had a few times where it was kind of quirky. But overall, if you didn't know, like my mother-in-law was like, I thought it was his younger son. And uh, no. I also think they probably should have kept that part secret from the movie to make it better. And Gemini Man was kind of dumb. They didn't really give you anything. Some of the fight sequences were cool. But, uh, I mean, Will Smith did all right. He had to play a younger him and his, you know, older him. Which can't be easy. So, I'm not saying I could do it better. You know? But, yeah. Gemini Man. I'm going to give it one turd out of five as my scale. If you'd like to know more, I would just skip Rotten Tomatoes. Look, I mentioned them again. I don't know. just bugs me. Don't mean to bug you, mister. On the TV end of things, still watching the British baking show because there's a lot to it. I think we're on season four now. It's enjoyable, nice, fun. Finished the uh, Masters of Interior Design. That was decent. I was happy with the winner. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Oh, I didn't even spoil Gemini Man. Because there's nothing to spoil. Wake up. Saving up some Walking Dead because I think it'll be a lot more enjoyable when we can watch more than just one episode at a time. Uh, hmm. And Survivor. Digging it. I think it it's cookie-cuttered, but not. I like how rules can change, so there's usually no specific set rule to a majority of things. So the TV is what it is, and uh, I'm lost in the moment. We can rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The latest Star Wars trailer is out, which I believe is the last trailer before the film is released. And I'll admit, I'm beyond excited to see this thing. And like I said, I think JJ is going to tie everything together because he's really good at that. Really hoping to see how he handles what Ryan Johnson did. And I would like Ryan Johnson's film to get a little polish put on it with this and and hope it ties it together. Because did everybody really think at the time of Empire Strikes Back that it was the best Star Wars film? Granted, there was only two. I, as a kid, felt let down. Not really realizing it was a middle film and there was a third coming because I had no idea. I was young. What did that come out in? 80, 81, something like that. So I was 10. I can't even tell you where I lived when I watched all three Star Wars films. The first three. Four, five, six. Not the first three, like, you know, prequels. Because we're talking Star Wars. I know I said we talk Star Wars. So, the very first time I saw Star Wars, it was in our 1976 Plymouth Fury at the Samish Drive-In in Bellingham. And I'm sure I told this story before. And halfway through the movie, it started raining. Didn't matter. We stayed. My dad was cool. He parked in between two areas, so we got a speaker on each window, so you kind of got mono stereo. Some of you won't get that. Some of you will. Thank you. Because it's not really stereo. Because THX wasn't even. I wonder. Hmm. Was Dolby even? Anyway. Then, 
Empire Strikes Back came out. Oh, the house we lived in. Oh, actually, lived in the same house for both movies, which was on Sunset Drive. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's torn down and apartments are made. Steven can confirm that probably. Anyway, then Empire Strikes Back came out. I remember it was summer, of course, because that's when they were releasing them. And my mom took me to see it. My dad was away in Alaska doing some work for some refineries up there, so he didn't go with us. I remember begging my mom, begging for the $12 hardcover Empire Strikes Back book, saying I'd do dishes for a month. Uh, yeah, I I believe she won that because I did end up doing dishes for a month. That's how, 12 bucks. That's hmm, child labor laws. Come on, mom. Nah, my mom was cool. <laughs> and then moved to Anacortes two houses later. Return of the Jedi came out. Lived on Commercial Avenue. Big white place. believe it's still there. I'm pointing in the air if you can't see. Oh yeah, it's audio. You can't see that. So for my... It had to have been my 15th birthday. Drove all the way to Bellingham... And actually saw Return of the Jedi at the same theater I saw Empire Strikes Back at. Which is no longer there. And I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but I believe Sea Home 3 kind of took over for it. Which I wonder if that one's still there. I don't know. But yeah. So because we lived in Anacortes we had this podunk theater. Which was cool. But I don't think it had Star Wars playing. So they drove. we drove all the way to Bellingham for my birthday to watch Return of the Jedi. Which I had no idea till we, I was laying, this is back when you could do it, in the back of my dad's truck with a canopy on, sleeping bag, just, just cruising. I had this huge Radio Shack headphone for the radio listening to, and then we pull in. I remember as we pulled into the parking lot, I looked up and I saw on the sign Return of the Jedi and about, I, I, I didn't shit my pants, but I was that excited. No need for me to tell you where I lived when I saw the prequels. And no need to tell you where I live. Just, you know, that's... I'm I'm beyond excited. The trailer really got me stoked. Some people were like, oh, this isn't, this isn't good enough. How could it not be good enough? I don't think it gives anything away. I think we're getting misled a little bit to think something. And gives us a bunch of questions that we get to go get answered when we go see it. I know there's a bunch of spoilers out for this. And leaks happening, I try to avoid those because I, I want to be surprised. And I'm hoping this brings it all back around, like I said, ties everything up in a neat little bow. And then, uh, I just, phew, I can't tell you how exciting. And The Mandalorian's coming out before that. 11 days and that's going to drop. Exciting! If you haven't got Disney Plus yet, oh, I got the deal. I'm a little excited. And I don't know if Star Wars, it probably could get ruined at some point for me, but it has so many positive, exciting things that I just love it. And it's it's funny, pretty much everywhere you go nowadays, you hear a little bit of Star Wars, people talking. It's just, I know it's probably more so because of things and in, in the climate that's going on and toys and all that, but really... There's so much reference to it. It's crazy. It has to be one of the highest reference movies. Not The Godfather. How many people? I haven't even made it through the second one. Halfway. Oh, where's my... Oh. 
And as far as the older directors coming out and speaking out against Marvel, it's you can have your opinion, but I'm sorry. They're slaying at the box office. They are slaying at the box office. And tons of people are excited with the films. So there you go. And look at Joker. That freaking raked in some cash. And that's an old style type shot movie that has a great theater feel to it. And I'm sure Scorsese had a little bit of a hand in it, I do believe, or he dropped out, but whatever, you know. It's like musicals. I don't care for musicals, and people love them. I'm not going to crap all over it. You know, it's cool. It's cool. And people like the Twilight movie. I don't. That's okay. You'd be like, Teddy Pat, we can't talk again. I don't think vampires should sparkle. Just my opinion. I know others are out there with me, too. We can shift it from visual arts to the audio arts. I've talked about this band before, and I'm going to talk about them again because their EP dropped called Milk It on 10-25-19. You can go to their website, thunderpussyusa.com. The band is Thunderpussy. Again, the album is Milk It. It's four solid tracks. They just did an EP, and I'm happy with a band that, that can do four solid tracks instead of working to put out 10 tracks and you get four solid ones on every single track on this is just amazing and it has such a good feel a good tone they these ladies fucking rock and just it's i'm speechless powerhouse never know on the line trust a man those are the four tunes check them out they're on facebook Hey, they still have their G Plus up. That's, you know, gone. Tumblr, Twitter, Pinterest. Hey, but you can go, like I said, thunderpussyusa.com. I'll try and do you a solid and leave it in the show notes, but they do have another album out. I might have closed the webpage out on it. It's called Thunder Pussy. That has 12 solid tracks on it, which came out in May of 2018. So it's cool. Check them out. There's your music. Now that I covered your eyes, your ears, I'm going to cover your mouth or your taste buds. I was reading up on some coffee. Go figure. Huh? And looking up caffeine and all of that. And I had a chart. I, I should pull the chart because this is pretty crazy. Somehow I ended up in my news feed. So I was just reading about caffeine and quantity and stuff. Devil Mountain Coffee. The black label one. 1,555 milligrams per 12 ounces brewed. I thought to myself, I need to try this coffee. And then I was kind of curious about some other coffees and was looking. And then I came across Biohazard, which is odd. It's not available. 
it's 928 milligrams per 12 fluid ounces. That's pretty high too. Death Wish sits around 728 for 12 ounces and great flavor. I wanted to try Biohazard because I had thought it was the higher milligram of caffeine. But, you know, they didn't have it available. So guess what? I didn't get it. And uh, I moved on. That's how I came across Devil Mountain. It arrived yesterday. And I wait because it was like one in the afternoon. That much caffeine I'm not willing to to risk sleepover. Although I could go to sleep. But I picked it up. It arrived. It smells amazing. Wonderful. And I went ahead and just ordered it ground just because I... uh, Yes, lazy. But it tastes great. It doesn't taste strong. It's got a bold flavor to it. It's a dark coffee. I really enjoyed it. Just like it says, smooth, never bitter, yet bold taste. Just like that. It's a good roast. It's really good. I enjoy it. And then I was reading some of the coffee health benefits. It, you know, increase energy level, improve your physical performance, re- reduce your post-workout pain, lower your chances of Alzheimer's disease, lower your risk of Parkinson's disease, which, <laughs> that much caffeine, I think you start jittering. Uh, it can help fight depression. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Coffee can lead to a healthier life, of course. Protect against gallstones. Oh, those suck. Also lower your risk of type 2 diabetes, which... I think if you're loading this shit with a bunch of cream and sugar, then that you might take that one off the list. It can also help protect against heart failure. So I'll put that link in the show notes if you want to check them out. They have other grinds and blends and stuff that aren't as high in caffeine, but I might try some of the others. But this is this is high on my list. I wouldn't drink it all the time just because it's, that's some pretty high caffeine right there. Get you really caffeinated. You know what I mean? Then you start talking really fast. You can't do it at Ladies and gentlemen, Aunt Jane's pickles are the most pillable pickles that have ever been packed. I, I mean, Aunt Jane's pickles are the most pootable pickles that have ever been packed. I, I mean, Aunt Jane's pickles are the most pillable pickles that have ever been packed. Ah, the heck with it. Aunt Jane's pickles are great. Buy some today. Aunt Jane's. What a poogle. I mean pickle. Dang, I do believe my one-year anniversary is coming up, too. How crazy. I have to look at the exact date. Again, you know, that requires me looking stuff up, and uh, I'm here with you right now talking and everything, and I I could talk tech. I'm still loving the Pixel 4 XL. I I just love it. It's fast, it's zippy, the camera's awesome, and all of that. I also finally, finally ditched that turd of a Fitbit I had. And went back to my Alta HR, which does the trick. The Ionic, it it just fell short. It replaced my Moto 360 watch, my smartwatch, which I really loved. It did a lot. Your, your notifications came in, everything. It just flat out worked well. I ended up with the Ionic because it just started dying and not working right. It would constantly need to be put back on the charger to get going again. So I believe it was just age was taking it out and I looked at other smartwatches but nothing really appealed to me so I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for even Google just to release one because I I do I just love Google products I, I really 
do? Well, Google didn't release one, so I was like, damn it. I'm just tired of my Ionic. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about the Fossil Gen 5. I had some Best Buy rewards and a little other kickback money from some other areas, pooled it all together and picked it up. And I'm, I'm so happy to have a smartwatch, Android smartwatch again. I, I just like that I got a remote shutter for my camera. The notifications come in nice. I can actually, like, um, Google Assistant actually works with it really well. And the up upgrade has been great. I really, I was, I've been wanting to see the new Wear OS on a, on an up-to-date watch. And it doesn't feel too big. It feels like a regular watch. And digging it. Really love it. And happy to be back. And controlling my music. Because the Ionic, it, the, hmm. What did make me happy, and I just read today, I think uh, Google just bought Fitbit or is working to acquire them for $2.1 million or billion, uh, something like Anyway, that makes me excited because I do like Fitbit's products. The Ionic is just a turd. Don't get that. I mean, you, looks-wise, you might. I don't know. But I am now anxious to see if Google actually gets through with the transaction and what they do with Fitbit. I hope they just don't buy it and be like, and you're done. Because like I said, I was an early adopter. It was one of the first um, smart trackers, so to speak, that was out that I bought. And it just worked from the get-go out of the boxes and it had been solid. Been a couple failures on a few things. But overall, got lots of data on there. I'd like to keep it going. And there you go. Be cool to incorporate into the watch. Then I just need the watch. So... And the battery life has been outstanding. I think last night I had it, I had it on yesterday for about 12 hours, put it on the charger, and it still had 40% to go. I remember the Moto 360 when I first got it. It, it would last eight hours. <laughs> then you're like, you're used to looking at your wrist at time and stuff, and it's, it's gone. You got to do the old thing and pull your phone out. There's the time. Fill me in on what gadgets you like and love. What What is something in your life that you feel completes everything, makes you happy, even though it's an object, and just makes things smoother for you? Uh, I, I just find having that connection with the watch and the phone and all that just great. Like I said, I'm always on my phone, reading, photos, everything. And it's cool to have at least something that's mostly updated to like now i don't know what am i saying who knows but ah, ah. <laughs> one last thing i haven't talked about these guys in a while discord accords they're the ones who got me pushed in the direction to do a podcast they have a great podcast if you're not listening to them you should they are all over the place like i said topics from everything and i mean everything I haven't finished this week's episode. I'm halfway through, but uh, I think they're picking out which slasher character they'd like to be, which is funny. They're very lighthearted. Nothing's, it's, it's a political safe zone, although they hit politics sometimes. Uh, they talk NFL, which I think, you know, the NFL is like, <laughs> you know, that's what I think. Drop to your knee, whatever. But that's my rant on that. But check them out. Link is in the show notes. Really, they they have 60-some-odd episodes now. Going strong. Keep it up, guys, and thanks for the push. And also, sometimes you can hear us banter back and forth, even though it's a delay. So sometimes if I'm talking about something, somewhere in their podcast, 
they'll bring me up. Which I think, I often wonder if it's funny if anybody listens to me, just listens to them, and then wonder about me, vice versa. So, yeah, there you go. As for reaching out to me and telling me stuff, you can leave me voicemails. The link will be in the show notes. Email me, whatthepatpodcast at gmail.com. I also have, you know, my Facebook page, my Instagram page, and I do have a YouTube page, which has like three videos on it, which I'll work more to put more up as I go. I just haven't really thought of the direction I wanted to go with that yet, but I don't want it just to be the podcast. I want it to be a little bit different media and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to roll on out of here. As I said, this weekend, I'm headed out with Paws for Potter. We're, we're, Working to bring cancer awareness to people with canines, even cats, I do believe, and stuff like that. But it just gets, you know, it's a good support group, too, because cancer is a bitch and it can go fuck itself. That's what I got to say about it. And I really wish we could find a cure. That's another topic. I don't even want it, but yeah. So I'm happy to be a part of Pause for Potter. I believe in it. It's great. I can even put a link in the show notes for y'all. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dr. Kyle, she she's a listener. She's a longtime listener. She wanted me to uh, record the podcast in the car as we headed to uh, Terrytown, New York. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I might interview Stacy too. I don't know if she listens. Do you, Stacy? Do you? I'm out. I appreciate it. One more in the books for everybody. And just remember. When you're out and about, smile. Add a little bit of swagger and bounce to that walk. Because you know what? You're worth it. You're worth the bounce. You're worth the swagger. Check you later, Bill and Ted. Hey, Google. What sound does a giraffe make? This is a giraffe. Right, Fred. Aunt Jane's pickle commercial, take one. <clears throat> Oh, that Snickers.